at Sif Pop. We're your movie friends. But are friends really friends? If you don't know them. So grab a popcorn. And head over to our row. So we can chat movies. Like friends do. There's always room. For more movie friends. So sit back. Relax. And enjoy the show. Welcome. 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 To the writer's room. Hello and welcome to Sif Pop Writer's Room. I'm your host Aaron, but not that Aaron, of course. And this week I'm joined by Sif Pop editor Robert. When I want to fire you, you won't have to ask. You'll know you're fired. <laughs> and uh, contributing writer Caleb. What's up? Uh, we write for SifPop.com, providing you with movie reviews, best ever challenges, and other interesting movie-related columns, as Robert uh, pointed <laughs> out to me recently. I should start saying columns instead of articles. I forget why, but something to do with more specific and less vague. Articles are normally for things based on true stuff like for for news and mm-hmm. scholarly articles columns are opinion based mm-hmm. good to know well now the listener knows and so every time i say articles just know it's because i haven't changed the show notes <laughs> so make sure to check out the website zippod.com to keep up with all of our columns uh, on today's show we'll uh um give our thoughts on a couple of movies coming out this week there's um a two movies that involve space to some degree um and one of them is certainly more popular than the other Robert has already seen one of them. Megamind versus the Doom Syndicate. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just, you messaged me. I was like, I don't know. I, I, I just, I haven't seen you, you know, going off on Letterboxd or Slack or whatever with other people. So I just, yeah. Robert saw the second half to a movie um, earlier. Yeah, I'm, I'm the only Megamind head around here, so I want sure. to talk about it with. <laughs> For sure. Uh, after we're done talking about those two movies, uh, we'll talk about Roman Holiday as part of our GOAT segment, um, and then we'll uh, go to the B-plot, which uh, we are going to do kind of on the spot. We came up with this three minutes ago. If you could explore Rome with any movie character, who would you pick and why? Uh, maximum of three. And we'll do the spinoff, quick recommend or warn from each one of us. But first, a game. Robert had this in mind. Instead of doing the Rotten Tomatoes game, uh, we're going to do a different thing, which is... I sound like a real dictator. Yeah, well... (laughs) Change the term you use, play a different game. Well, here's the thing, Robert. You've been on this podcast once a month for every... Since this podcast started. So if anybody has any claim... (laughs) And you do our writer's review uh, roundup. So if anybody has any claim to this podcast besides me, it's you, but I do like to think that this is a community effort. Um, but I'm just going to take your recommendations a little bit more serious than everybody else. Take that, everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play uh, a blind rankings thing. So I have here 12 things that you we're going to do a top 10. Um, you guys are going to blind rank these. I don't know why I didn't do five. I just thought 10 because I think I see that on TikTok a lot. Mm-hmm. But you're going to do a top 10. I have 12 options here. So if you're like, you know what? I saw it once a while ago. I really couldn't tell you. You can either put it at the bottom list or skip. Or if you're like, you know what? I haven't seen it. I'll use my skip. But if you use two of them, um, you just kind of stuck with whatever. Uh, I did try to make these movies that I do think you guys have seen, though. So without further ado, let's blind rank some movies. Uh, Robert or Caleb, who wants to go first? Go for it, Caleb. Oh, thank you. Yeah, great. Awesome. I'll go for it. (laughs) No pressure. Here we go. So I'm on a, you're just going to give me the number that you think that you would put this that this on a ranking of one to ten, not knowing what the next nine are or whatever. Also, I just want it to be known on the record. I pulled these up from a random movie generator and skipped a lot. I wanted it to be ten films. I'm pretty sure you guys have seen, um, but also a little bit of diversity, um, all that. So there is not necessarily it's just an order of the generator. There's not necessarily like a gotcha mm-hmm. at the end. You know, like I know a lot of the times they're like, oh, I'm saving number one because what if? You know, 
Right. Schindler's List is, is is on the list somewhere back there, and you're like, oh crap, and I have to put it at seven like or whatever. Bill and, and Ted Two or something. Not yeah, not necessarily any surprises at the end because this is all random. But I'm also not saying there aren't any surprises <laughs> at the end. Okay. <laughs> so Caleb, the Hellboy. original Hellboy. Original. Okay, you know what? I, this feels like a bad way to start, but I'm going to use this because I've I haven't seen it since okay. I was like 12. I'm I'm sorry. Sure. No, no, that's okay. You don't need to apologize. Uh, best Picture nominated American Sniper. Oh, okay. I'm going to put it at eight. Okay. I would put it at nine, but it gets a bonus point uh, for the baby doll. Yep. Sure. <laughs> because that's the funniest movie scene from that year. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't take away uh, a rank for that. But sure, conservative. I didn't like that movie at all, but I'm. Yeah, seen it's, it's, it's all right. Conservative, it's just like the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go with the early 2000s animated movie Robots. Oh, Robots. Oh, that's a childhood favorite. So th- this is a sentimental pick. I This is one that I watched a lot up until I turned probably like 12 or 13 and I haven't seen it since, but I'm going to put it at seven because okay, I remember okay. loving it. I do also believe that people have been revisiting this one and not having a good time. Yeah. So probably a safe guess. Mm-hmm. The Hitman's Bodyguard. That's a 10. I didn't like that one very much. Oh boy. All right. That's fine. It's just way better than the uh, sequel. Here we go. Uh, again, I promise random generator. <laughs> the Scarlett Johansson led Lucy. Ooh. Oh, okay. Unpowered opinion. I like Lucy. Okay. <laughs> I actually enjoyed Lucy. I think it's like, kind of trash but it's like really fun sci-fi trash so, yes exactly sure it's yeah. a Luke Besson movie sure yeah, yeah 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 it's just it's a good time so i'm gonna put it at six i'm gonna sure. put it at six i like lucy a lot all right so as a reminder we're near the halfway point you have one through five available and you have nine available mm-hmm. you have lucy at six robots at seven american sniper at eight hitman's bodyguard at 10 how are you feeling about that so far i'm feeling good i'm okay. being optimistic about these next five that i'm sure. Not going to regret leaving the, the top spots open. I'd say you're doing all right so far. Okay. Alrighty. But, yo, that's just my opinion. <laughs> uh, number 18, or sorry, not number 18. Uh, your next option is The Banshees of Inisherin. Oh, okay. Alrighty. I like that movie a lot. Robert, I, I didn't come up with these. It's a random generator. He's giving me faces like, oh, I'm just I'm, Banshees. No, I'm smiling because I like that movie too. That's all. Oh, gosh. I'm debating between three or four for that. <laughs> I'm going to put it at four. I'm going to put okay. it at four. All right. Really good movie. Sure. A movie that we talked about last season on the podcast, Field of Dreams. Ooh, Field of Dreams. That's a good one. Uh, you know what? I'll put five. I'll put that at five. <laughs> All right. I really I, hope I'm not. This uh-oh. list might be way off. No, no. I'm just like, to me, if I were at this point, like Banshees would have gone straight up to number one. Uh, just cause like, I'm like, okay, sure. There's a lot of like middling stuff in there. Like yeah, it's going to be uh, hard to beat Banshees, right? And, uh, and, I should have placed it higher than four. I should have okay. at least two or Look, three. This is why these are fun, you know? Um, cause Field of Dreams also wildly popular among like baseball lovers. And you either like love that movie or think it's fine. Um, so. No, I anyway, really like that movie. I could I'm easily see that. There. Whatever lands at baseball number one, I'm going to sell it. I'm going to okay. sell my number one movie, whatever it ends up being. Uh, I just like, like the other thing too, is like, I know Sif pop writers that would have just immediately field of dreams at number one, if they didn't already use it. And like, I think, I think it's fair to say if Heath didn't already use it, he, all right, you have one skip left still. I've got, and you've got one, two, three, and nine left. Okay. Where are you putting downsizing? (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, <laughs> you know, this is this is the only movie that I cross referenced to see if either of you had seen on Letterboxd. Like, just to make sure that I had 12, I'm pretty sure you would see. No. Uh, that's a number Here's one for thing. Caleb. What do you say? <laughs> that's a number please, one for you. Please yeah. sell it as your number one. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. I dare you to Here's try. Thing. I think I liked that one better oh, no. than a lot of people. I appreciated the swing. I mean, not everything works in that movie, but good cast. And I kind of liked Payne going for it. But it feels sacrilegious to put it above Banshees of Inisherin. <laughs> so it's either three or nine. Uh well, hmm. you know what? No, Let me, I, I've gotten myself into this. I'll, I'll dig myself out. <laughs> I've got to put it at nine. I'm putting it okay, at nine. Okay, sure. And then, I don't know. This top three is going to be bad, but it's okay. Not necessarily. R- random generator, remember. Okay, alrighty. So we've got Banshees of Inisherin at four, Field of Dreams at five, Lucy at six. Uh, that feels like such a huge quality gap. I like I Lucy know. too, but like, <laughs> <laughs> it's objectively a bad move. Robots at seven. American Sniper at 8, Downsizing at 9, Hitman's Bodyguard at 10, okay? Mm-hmm. You have four more options, so you still do have one skip. Okay. All right. Where are you putting Tick, Tick, Boom? Oh, Tick, Tick, Boom. Okay. <laughs> That's not a bad movie. Pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Well, I'm just, like, feeling I'm feeling really cornered right now, and, like, I'm uh-huh. going to get, like, uh, I don't know. I'm going to get, like, Black Adam or something. I have to try to sell it as my number one movie. Okay, I honestly don't... <laughs> <laughs> I honestly think Banshees of Inisherin is better, but I'll put Tick Tick Boom at three because it's still that's still a really good movie. I can sure. I I'm okay with that being at three. I'm so excited. <laughs> I man, it's so hard. I think I like Tick Tick Boom more than Banshees, and I love Banshees. Um, it's close. I mean, they're both really good, so I, I'm okay with that so far. Okay, you got number two, number one, or skip? Oh god, where are you putting Cars? Oh oh. Cars, number one, number one, number one, Cars, one of the greatest movies ever. Life is a Highway, that that song, when that hits, it's like it's like drugs injected into your system. I mean, I was levitating in the theater at like nine years old when they were playing Life is a Highway, watching uh, watching them zoom down. Um, yeah, Cars, number one. I'm okay with that. I'm okay, okay with that. I was okay. Lightning McQueen for Halloween this year, so that that's fitting. I'll, I'll Wait, can you, can you explain this costume? Okay, well... Okay, there's a backstory. Okay. When I, like, oh gosh, number, like three years ago, I got the, I randomly found these Light McQueen sunglasses on Amazon and I bought them and I wore them as like my regular sunglasses, like as a joke for like six months, like that whole summer basically. <laughs> and then ever since then, I haven't worn them. And so I was like, and I like found them. I moved this this past year and I was, as I was moving, I was packing up stuff and I found them again. And I was like, uh-huh. oh my God, the glasses, I, like that's where they were. So then I was like, man, I have to use these for Halloween. So I just wore the glasses and then like a red shirt and taped like a 95 on my back. So it wasn't like nice, I, nice. I did like a huge costume, but it was decent. Okay. All right. Number two or skip. Now remember, random generator. <laughs> If if you really want to rank it, you can rank it. If you really want to skip it, just know it like, could get worse. It's gonna be like The Godfather or something. I'm gonna have to put it below Cars. <laughs> I've got and glass. you'd be right too. You got and Night Shyamalan's Glass. Glass. Okay. So it's one of like I like that movie a lot. It's certainly not a number two, but it's like look, it's not a terrible pick because there could be Cars two on there, right? You know. Hey, Cars 2, also great. I'm just kidding. I, I can't even tell that. I'm sorry. I can't. It could I can't. be Moonfall next. You don't know. 
Yeah, I you know I'm an M Night fan. I liked Glass. I, I mean, probably not as much as like Tick Tick Boom or Banshees, but yeah, I'll put Glass at number two. And I, you know what? I'm okay with these rankings. They turned out better than I thought after I left like the top five open, basically. Yeah, I mean, sure, a little bit you can mix around, and depending on your taste or whatnot, you know. In or hindsight, in my opinion, Cars would stay number one no matter how I rearranged it. Cars would be number one. I don't know that that's unpopular. I mean, it's still a Pixar movie. I mean, I I think the first Cars is lower tier t- pixar but like lower tier pixar is still high tier dreamworks right yeah so your final ranking is cars at number one glass at number two tick tick boom at number three banshees of inishirin field of dreams that's your top five which i legitimately do think is the top five of this list of the ones you picked yeah i think i'd agree a different order but sure uh, and then you got lucy at six robots at seven american sniper at eight downsizing at nine hitman's bodyguard at ten you skipped hellboy and you chose not to even know that licorice pizza was your last option. Oh my gosh. Oh, okay, you know what? Do you like that one, Caleb? What? Do you like that one? I did like licorice pizza, yeah. It feels a more fitting number two in general, but. Yeah. I don't like that movie. <laughs> so, but I don't yeah, have good taste in movies. So You're a hater, yeah. Yeah. No, cool. Not terrible. Yeah. I'm happy with it, you know? I'm happy yeah. with it. Uh, Robert. Same Just be pie. clear, did you did you pick these movies or how did you find them? So I put a random. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> here we go. All right. Actually, for yours, Robert, I did intentionally see a film and thought not that film, but I'm gonna write down a similar. Okay, and I'll, I'll tell you when it's I'll yeah, tell you when it gets when there. it's okay. done. I'd like to know. That's interesting. I'll tell you when I reveal the title. Sure. Your first option is Best Picture winner, The Shape of Water. Shape of Water. I saw it once and I liked it. So, but I wasn't blown away by it. I'm going to put it at eight to start off okay. with Shape of Water. I like Shape of Water. I, it's not quite best picture, I don't think. But like, Yeah, it's whatever in terms of best picture. But as a yeah. movie, it, it was good. I, I have the Blu-ray. I'd like to watch it again one day. I think people just hate on it because it won best picture. But if it was only a nominee, we'd be like, yeah, that movie's great. Anyway. Mm-hmm. For your second pick, you get uh, the Disney animated Hercules movie. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. That was like, I don't know if I've said it on this podcast before, but when I was a kid, my favorite movies went from Mulan, then to Hercules, then on to Toy Story. So as a pretty solid, like three, not like a top three, but like as a kid, my first favorite movie was, yeah. So like, that's a pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah. I'm putting Hercules at three. I haven't seen it in a long time, but little Robert would would kill me if i didn't put it <laughs> high uh i got uh tom cruise's jack reacher i actually haven't seen that one so i'm gonna skip it oh cool i was a little worried but i was like i don't know like it's yeah. a tom cruise action movie you probably did it leading up to mission impossible dead reckoning you know i i spent all my time just watching other mission impossible movies again <laughs> sure okay skipping jack reacher all good three and eight are taken up uh you yep. got juno coming in next oh man oh my goodness you're hitting me with the big guns <laughs> Right from the beginning. Not me. The Not rest, me. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Why did you intentionally pick all these movies? I really, I, I like Juno a lot. I'm maybe regretting putting Hercules so high, <laughs> but I'm going to put Juno at four for now. Or not okay. for now. I'm going to put it at, at four. Yeah, you don't get to change it. That's yeah, not yeah. how this works. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, Best Picture nominated The Fablemans. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. Why is this one just like a <laughs> bunch of good movies and Caleb like ran the gamut of like good to bad? Caleb got decent. like yeah, between what? between like five and six out of ten and then like two ten out of tens, you know? Like <laughs> See, 
Uh, West Side Story and The Fablemans were two that I thought were like really good when I first saw them, but went up as I just thought about them. And I rewatched West Side Story recently, and I like absolutely loved it. And I figure the same thing would happen for The Fablemans. Man, I'm gonna put it at two. I'm putting it at two. Okay. Don't tell me that like Lord of the Rings and then Moneyball and then About Time are all coming up. <laughs> I will not answer. I, I, I yeah, yeah. You plead the fifth. Plead yeah. What what the? I will neither confirm nor deny. Right, right. Your next pick, Robert, mm-hmm. is Mamma Mia Two. Here we go again. So unironically, that's actually a very fun movie. I know you love that movie, and on the generator, Sex in the City Two came up, and I'm like, uh-huh. no, but let's do Mamma Mia Two. So. I'm still going to put that at nine. Okay. But it just to keep open that middle section, but sure. it genuinely is a, a good movie. Yeah, I mean, look, you got Shape of Water. Better eight, than the first like, one. All right. You're number seven. So as a reminder, you've got one, five, six, seven, and 10 open. You got Fablemans, Hercules, you know it, two, three, four. You've got Shape of Water, Mamma Mia, at eight or nine. All right. I've got Step Brothers for you next. Oh. Oh. Not to sound like the douchey college guy who watched Step Brothers 10,000 times, but I have watched Step Brothers 10,000 <laughs> times with my friends from college. Uh, and it's what makes Vice and Don't Look Up hurt even more because I love Step Brothers and the other guys so much. Yeah. Oh, man, I want to put it at one so bad. Do it. Sorry. Ignore me. Sorry. I'm not gonna... <laughs> I'm going to put it at one. Screw it. Okay. Let's yes. just do it. Uh, I have the Lord of the Rings. No, I'm kidding. Oh, I was going to be like, no. <laughs> uh, no, but at eight, I do have Christopher Landon's Freaky. Oh, is that is that Vince Vaughn recently? Yeah, one? the Vince Vaughn serial killer body swap one. Yeah. I actually never saw that one either. Oh, I, wow. That's one okay. I never got around to. So I'm going to use my second skip and hope that I've seen these last four. I get. Oh, okay. I'm sh- very confident you've seen. I guarantee you've at seen least at least one three of, of the four. Okay. At least three of the four. Okay, okay. I'm unconfident about one, but given your like geographic location, probably. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that's supposed to mean. For your next pick, I have Gemini Man. That I haven't seen that one. Are you serious? Yeah, this is what happened. I went to see it when it was playing in high frame rate 3D, but the projector broke. And they gave us free tickets and said, you can go see another movie on top of these free tickets. And I walked into another theater and watched Judy and was bored out of my mind. So I'm going to put Gemini Man at 10 just because I haven't seen it. I think even if you have seen it, this is where Gemini Man goes. Yeah, okay. it's not the best. Yeah, it's it's cool for the high frame rate, but there's not too many reasons to watch it outside from that. That was the the end of its run, too. So I, like I wasn't able to go back and check it out or anything. So I will say. If you, if, for those listening at home, uh, if you have like a, a good quality TV and a 4K Blu-ray player, the 4K, like they they moved the high frame rate to 4K and it looks hmm. pretty great. Uh, obviously not as great as it would have in a theater in a high frame rate, but like yeah. it's maybe it, it might be the best looking 4K Blu-ray that I own. I don't know. I bought it because I thought it looked that good on Dicer's TV, but Dicer sure. has a state of the line TV, you know, mm-hmm. state of the line, state of the art. Are they both state right? of the art, top of the okay. line. There you go. That's right. <laughs> okay, this is the one that was a little little bit... Uh, so you have five, six, and seven left. Yeah. So between Juno and Shape of Water, mm-hmm. where are you putting Chasing Amy? Oh, is this, this the one like, you, you didn't know if I'd seen it? Yeah, but I'm like, Kevin Smith I did the, is so, like, New Jersey. Oh, you, you did the Universe, duh. Right, I did the, the binge thing. <laughs> that one was just, like, all over the place. Like, there's a lot of stuff I liked about it, and then a lot of it's just, like... How in the world was this made? And this is aged terribly in a lot of ways. I overall did like it. 
But that said, I'm going to put it at seven, which is my lowest spot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I remember I was uh, dating my wife at the time or and and she was like coming to see me or something. Mm-hmm. And she called me and uh, and I was in the middle of the movie and she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm watching this movie where like the big like climax happens and essentially like a character suggests a three way and it kind of makes sense. And she's like, whatever. <laughs> anyway, I, I really like Chasey. Uh, all right. Number five and number six, Robert, A Clockwork Orange. Oh, man. See, that's probably mid-tier um, Kubrick for me. I love A Clockwork Orange. Yeah. that That's how I feel when I watch the nice guys putting on the, the eye clamp mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put it put it at six and just take my chances with whatever this last one is. Man, I I saw this movie randomly came up and like, man, what a Robert movie. I kind of oh. hope he like saves his number one and then is like, oh, you no. know what? I could back that. I I think I think this might be a pretty safe place for it. But Robert, at, uh, I'm going to run through your list. What's my number five? Yeah. You've got Step Bros, The Fablemans, Hercules, Juno. And at number five, you're going to place We Are Marshall. That one I also haven't seen. You haven't seen it? No. Oh, that's like a super Robert movie. Is that is that Chadwick Boseman? Or is that no, just Marshall? Th- no, no, that's Marshall. We Are Marshall is the Matthew McConaughey uh, okay. uh, guy from Lost One about the like football team that has a plane crash. The college football team that has a plane crash. Mm. It's really about like the town and the team's recovery. It's really plane crash, budge crash? One of the two. I think I saw plane theaters. I haven't seen it plane. since, but it's one of those that like, I feel like it's one of those like draft day where like people that really like sports <laughs> are like, that movie's killer. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know that like general audiences have seen it, you know? Yeah. I, I watched Draft Day and said, this movie's ridiculous, but also it's kind of fun because I know <laughs> yeah. about sports. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, th- I I think you'd really like We Are Mark. Uh It's no Moneyball, but like, it's sure. Is? Literally nothing. Exactly. <laughs> Except yeah, and then Moneyball. you have A Clockwork Orange, Chasing Amy, Shape of Water, Mama Mia, Here We Go Again, and Gemini Man. Honestly, I am genuinely very happy. Apart from the We Are Marshall, which I haven't seen at five, like, I'm very happy with that order. Sure. Yeah. Uh and I don't, I don't feel bad either. Like I wasn't going to cross-reference Letterboxd because then I'd like, you know, have a feeling. Anyway, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I picked twelve movies that you probably have seen. Anyway, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Let us know in the uh, comments about how bad of picks these guys made, um, or about how you disagree with them, or frankly, who has the better like ten list, or like which which ten, or wh- who are you lamenting, you know, right now? Anyway. Let us know. I did not prepare one for me because that would be cheating. And I didn't ask Robert or Caleb to do it because I didn't think about it. So here, want me to do it? Random movie generator. Just make sure you skip the ones that you don't think I've seen. Yeah. I'll play along. I'll play. All right. All right. Bad first option. I don't even know what that. All right. You ready? Yeah. Do you want me to keep track of the, of the, of the list too? I've got them written down. If you want to as well, go for it. But Kevin James, here comes the boom. Oh boy. I didn't see that one. What? I'll have to use a skip. All right. Um, That's one skip. Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen. Oh, boy. Let's go nine, because there's got to be a worse movie on there, right? Not that Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen is any sort of good. Is that the second one or the third one? The second one. That's the second one, yeah. I was about to say, because the third one is also bad, but also kind of awesome when they're just, like, destroying Chicago. Yeah, the the third one's pretty all right. Yeah. Yeah, I like that one, because you can finally tell the the robots apart when they're fighting. Like, they actually have colors. (laughs) <laughs> true it also has mcdreamy right the meg <laughs> i kind of like the meg but it's it's not gonna go very high let's go 
if it was Meg 2, like, we might go 10. <laughs> what? Meg 2, yeah, the I trench. I can't, but I can't defend I'll Meg. Go, I'll go 7 for the Meg. 7 for the Meg. All right, you got 1 through 6, 8 and 10 open. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Shutter Island. Oh, I like Shutter Ooh. Island. Under I think there's going to be better movies come across here. Let's go 5. Okay, next we have... Um, sorry, I'm skipping a few. Yay. <laughs> Paul Blart Mall Cop. Oh, classic. <sighs> yes. Caleb, I think we have very similar movie tastes. I think we do too. <laughs> yeah, we like I a lot hate, of trash, I but also like a lot of this movie. good stuff. Yep. You what, this movie? I hate this movie. What? Oh my god. <laughs> this movie did not work on any level for me. Kevin James should be president. It didn't work I on every, any level except for all of them? Is that what <laughs> yeah. you're trying to say? You just wish you could have <laughs> a mustache saying, like him. And a segue like him. What I'm saying like is I could not get my segue on any level of this movie. <laughs> I loathe, I saw this movie in theater and remember loathing it. I wonder if I would like it revisiting it, but I've never had a desire, especially because I think everybody hates Paul Blart Mall 2. You know what? I'm going 10. Number one? Okay. Is your reasoning because ACAB? Sure. You know Okay. <laughs> no, I just, I remember it being just like derivative of like good things, you know? Sure. I, I don't think it's that serious, to be honest. I think no, it's just Paul Blart do I, but like, <laughs> it's I also remember, I think we saw it in theater, but like, it was weird because like, Observe and Report came out like, mm. right around the same time. And that one's like, it's kind of in that camp of like, I'm not willing to call it a good movie, but you should watch it. <laughs> so I'm probably flipped on those, so I didn't really like Observe <laughs> okay. and Report. Yeah, I like Paul Blart better. Yeah. I pr- yeah, probably unpopular opinion. That's okay. I'm pretty sure you, you must have seen this one. Son of Batman? DC yeah. animated? Yeah, I've seen it. It's fine you have one I, through four six I and know. eight open. like man maybe the meg should have been like number three because <laughs> i want to go I'm discovering these as i go too by the way oh are you yeah, yeah. i'll go eight eight for son of just because like the meg is at least fun i remember really not liking that one i think people like it more than i do all right one through four and six left oh boy uh-huh oh, i have one skip you do have a skip triangle of sadness oh okay not my favorite but leaps and bounds like better than the Meg. Finally, some good food. Like I like Shutter Island more, but I'm not gonna just nix my five and below. So I'll go four for Triangle of Sadness. All right, let's see what we got next. I don't know if you've seen this one. I'm gonna skip it. Okay. One second. Rocky Can Four. I know? Wait, what? Rocky Four. Oh, Rocky Four is a classic. Oh, Rocky versus communism. Dude, part of me just wants to sales it to number one, but like just given where I'm at, left, but like. Let's split the difference. Let's go two. Why not? Rocky four. All right. Not bad. Uh, I think you were asking the one that I skipped over because I didn't think you'd seen it was yeah, New off Mutants. The record. Yeah, off the record. New Mutants. Have you seen it? I've seen it. Okay. So doesn't count. It was off the record. Stricken. The only X-Men movie I haven't seen is Dark Phoenix. All right. Oh, save yourself. Don't watch that one. Yeah. It's kind of the impression I got. Dark Phoenix. <laughs> I did the X-Men binge for the site to lead up to that. And it <laughs> was it was something. A chore. I think you've seen all these movies. Halloween 2? Oh, yeah. Is this Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 or the original? Honestly, I can't tell. Do you have Slack open? Uh, yeah. I'm sending you the screenshot of the poster. That's all, okay. I, that's all I got. That's Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Okay. Uh, if I could put it at 10, I would, but let's go 6. Okay. Next, we have... Uh... 1 and 3 left. All right. Oh, boy. 1 and 3, and you have a skip also. Oh, shoot! I should have used my skip. Dang it. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> Zach and Miri make a porno. Oh, this movie is actually like kind of really fun. Look, it shouldn't be this high, but let's go three. 
Okay. I'm, I'm more willing to put it at three as opposed to skip and end up with Moonfall, you know? Number three, just for Justin Long in that movie. It's it's like, it's Incredible. lower tier Kevin James, but like, did you watch this first universe, Robert? No. Kevin Smith, by the way, said Kevin James, even though oh, he's sorry. done a few Kevin James movies on this list so far. No, it's, um... Yeah. It's for sure, like... It's, it's like, a technically adjacent because different production companies... Anyway... Mm-hmm. It's 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 watchable, yeah. Justin Long in it in is is incredible. I figured you'd seen it, that's why I kept it on there. Mm-hmm. So you have your number one, which you <laughs> yeah. left open. <laughs> yeah, none of these are number one movies, dude. <laughs> and a skip, though. So yeah, I have one in front of me that I know that you've seen, and I'm going to give it to you. This is do you want, do you want me to say it? I mean, all it has to do is be better than Rocky Four, right? Like. <laughs> Yeah, which is not a high bar. I honestly don't remember what you think of this movie. It's a fairly okay. recent one. Scream Five, the oh, first like of Scream the five. Re- reboots. Yeah, no, I'll take Scream Five. Scream that Five, one. No, it's 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 I, the maybe the only movie on this list I'd take over Scream Five is Shutter Island. But I'm certainly more willing to take Scream Five than Rob Zombie's Halloween One. You know, um, right? Or Halloween the Curse, Halloween Curse of Michael Myers. Or something. Okay. Out of so curiosity, can I tell you what the next one would have been? had you used one more skip it would have been extraction the first chris emsworth extraction it's fine but i'm more happy with scream so okay i made the right call so 10 to 1 you had paul blart mall cop uh transformers revenge of the fallen son of batman the meg halloween 2 rob zombie edition shutter island triangle of sadness zach and mary make a porno rocky 4 and scream 5 yep that's it if in retrospect if i would have gone back and skipped halloween 2 i would have done zach and mary at 6 scream 5 at 1 and extraction at 3 and i think i'd have been happier with that list but yeah it still ended up pretty solid yeah it's a it, it, you're, again i got i got all this kind of like caleb's where it's a bunch of like right you know it's five through sevens you know yeah <laughs> yep. and only yeah, skipped right. one sure sure true you know what i liked doing that um and thank you robert for putting that together last minute uh, sure curating that list specifically for me <laughs> yeah i picked each one of them out because i know you so well there we go. Um, now you can add me to the list of people that you want to yell at on wherever we post this episode. So we've got to hear some uh, movie opinions uh, from the guys. I do have one more random question before we, we move haven't on. Given any of those yet. Something completely non-movie related. Uh, just a question that came across on my generator. This is really interesting because uh, two of us are married. One of us is not. You can do math. At least last I checked. I don't know. I'm not married, no. Do you believe in soulmates? No. <laughs> I'm also saying, no. me and my wife have even talked about this. So this isn't like a, you know, tweet at my wife or whatever. She doesn't have a Twitter, but yeah, I'll sorry, say she doesn't have an ex. No as well. I'll say no as well. Maybe like, well, maybe like you have like several that there's like a possibility for, but I don't believe in just like one. Yeah. I, I think this is like in the context of like where people like, there's one person for me out there. It's like, there's 7 billion people in the world. Mathematically, like, may, sure, there is one person that you're probably the most compatible with but like mm-hmm. mathematically like you tell me you couldn't make it work with like ten thousand people you know like anyway. that's what mormonism is for uh not at once robert <laughs> oh 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 i mean or at once i don't know you know you could just straight up king solomon it but uh you know <laughs> any any further uh explanation besides no from you guys when I was nine, I thought they were real, and I thought Padme Amidala was my soulmate. <laughs> yeah. Look, she could still be. Turns out, I, I'm not so sure anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I hope you find your Padme. Legitimate. Oh, thank Padme. you. 
So that was very sweet. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's move on to the coming attractions. Let's talk about the movie in space that everybody will be talking about this weekend. That's right. It's Spaceman on Netflix. This is starring Adam Sandler, Carrie Mulligan, Paul Dano. Um, it is based off of a book called Spaceman of Bohemia. Screenplay by Colby Day and directed by Johan Renk, who I think is most known for um, directing some episodes of Chernobyl, um, as well as Breaking Bad and The Walking Dead. So, like, dude's got a good track record. So, like, if you, like as Robert pointed out before we started recording, you know, you don't have to mention every movie that comes out. But that's enough talent between those three leads and the director that, sure, let's at least mention it. This is a Netflix movie coming out on March 1st on Netflix. Uh, Spaceman is half a year into his uh, solo mission on the edge of the solar system. An astronaut concerned with the state of his life back on Earth is helped by an ancient creature he discovers in the bowels of a ship. Spaceman, our rankings, our uh, anticipation scale is going to go um, your budget and your schedule. Don't factor into this. Uh, only your free will. Would you check this out and do a, in theaters? Would you rent it at home? Wait till it's on the streaming service you already pay for. Are you just not interested or are you kind of like, I would check it out if... Uh, or or not check it out based off of um, initial reactions um, from my friends. Uh, Caleb, I would love to start with you. I'll check it out. As you kind of said, you know, obviously I love Chernobyl, the series Chernobyl, as I think most people did. And those three stars at the top of that are three of the more well-liked, I feel like, people in, in movies. Uh, I'm like number one on Carrie Mulligan's fan club. I think mm-hmm. she's like probably the best actress working right now, in my opinion. Uh, so I would check it out just for her. And, you know, like anybody that's like our age, I love Adam Sandler. I grew up with him. And then Paul mm-hmm. Dano is usually really good, too. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to check it out. I, I'll stream it when it hits Netflix this weekend. I'll, I'll um, be looking forward to it. But, um, yeah. And Isabella Rossellini is in it, I too? literally just saw her, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Huh. Uh, yeah, from yeah. Enemy and Blue Velvet and uh, Marcel the Show, Marcel the Show. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, for sure. Anyway, I'm kind of with you where it's like I'll I'll see it for sure. Like I think there's enough talent there alone. I mean, I'll, I also love Chernobyl, but woo, big surprise to like movie TV people like IMDb's fifth yeah. highest <laughs> rated TV show of all time. That was a mini series event, so there was no chance it could go on for too long. Sure, and and. They're casting just like season you. two of Beef, so you never know. <laughs> just like you, Caleb, uh, I am a Carrie Mulligan fan. I would not like try to squash your uh, your momentum on trying to claim her as the best working person in Hollywood right now, but um, I I certainly I certainly really like her. And Paul Dano's just like at the top of his game. Seems like he has been since like Little Miss Sunshine. Certainly mm-hmm. since Prisoners. I just love everything he's doing. And sure, Adam Sandler's good. And I'm more interested in dramatic Sandler than I am comedic Sandler at this point in These life. days, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd agree with you. So, um, and I didn't even like Uncooked Gems, but you know what? Further proof that you're a massive hater. Yep, massive hater. Robert, where do you land? Uh, so I, I'm going just straight in the middle on streaming. Just This is worth enough of my attention from talent alone, but I don't know that I super want another movie like this. Robert, where are you at? Whatever one is between streaming and, and opening weekend. You said matinee was one, right? Rent at home. Rent at home, sure. That's the one. Yeah, I'm not super excited for it. Like, I'm not over the moon. Uh No pun intended. But I would, like you guys have said, I like these actors. Um, I'll go even further and say just that Adam Sandler is always interesting when he's not doing a straight-up comedy. And all of a sudden, he just seems to be more interested in doing non-comedies these days. Yeah. So it's not only Uncut Gems. He did 
hustle last year, which I actually kind of loved. Same sports movies, man. And yeah. you did yeah, the Meyerowitz stories, right? Meyerowitz stories was a couple of years earlier, yeah, but that's a comeback movie. He's great in that. Go all the way back to Punch Drunk Love if you want. Right. And Men, Women, and Children is not a good movie. I recently watched that for the first time, but he is also kind of good in it. So yeah, I'm I'm interested in seeing this. Space movie cool. Sandler, like that's not a joke, has me has me interested. I just wanted to add Johan Rank. I looked at his letterbox page just to see if there's anything else I'd seen that you maybe hadn't mentioned. In twenty ten he directed what looks like a commercial called The Tip. And the synopsis says the room service has the door opened by Megan Fox in lingerie. And it's just the weirdest thing that I was not expecting when looking at the movie called The Tip. So that's that all. That was it's his audition for Chernobyl. For, for Chernobyl and Space Man. That. Yeah. Look, I'm surprised. He got the job. I'm surprised that I have no recollection of that because you said 2010? Yeah. Yeah, I was 15. So like Megan Fox, 15. Fill in the blanks. Like, fill in the blanks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Jennifer's body before it was cool for her <laughs> and didn't like it, but I'm very interested in revisiting it. Yeah. No, I like, I, I really, I, I, I would be surprised if this movie does not make like one of Netflix's most streamed movies recently. I think Sandler's got enough pull over there and there's always, there always winds up being these movies that somehow like chart Netflix forever, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so, I mean, and good for it, you know? Um, and based off the talent, I have no reason to believe that this won't be great, but it's just like, it's to me. This is just kind of one of those where it's like just in comparison, right? Like compared to whatever else is coming out, we're still in March. It's still like a Netflix original. I do feel like this would maybe be better serviced in a theater, but anyway. He, um, and I haven't seen the trailer, so right. <laughs> but just the synopsis is like I've seen that movie before, you know. Sailor, um, oh, like a few years ago, did a a contract with Netflix where all his movies are going there, or like he's making a bunch of movies for them, yeah. right? So uh, yes. He's done, of course, a couple murder mystery movies, but like, and the Ridiculous Six. But on top of those, outside of Hubie Halloween, it's been stuff like Hustle and that movie where he voices a turtle, and now Spaceman. And it's like, yeah. you would expect all Hubie Halloween levels. So I, I'm glad that he's being, you know, more yes. interesting than stupid at this point in his career. I do he wonder could easily phone it in with this. Netflix I do contract. wonder if this counts for that though, or if this was just like. He got a movie offer and because of his relationship with Netflix, Netflix up. Like, I do wonder if they're like, do you think that those are like Sandler written movies? Like, cause well, UB Halloween's are like yeah. written by like, you know, it's, it's, it's happy Madison, right? Yeah. Either way, whether it's a Sandler written or produced or what, I'm just glad to see him pop up in sure. more movies like Hustle and Spaceman instead of well, a bunch he, of Hubie Halloween. He's made his money. He's earned his Hollywood star on the Walk of Fame. And yeah, so the fact that he's like still taking risks. Is, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I agree with you. Having not yeah. seen the Hubie Halloweens or Murder Mysteries or whatever, like, you know, I, I I do like that he's not just phoning it in. Right. Having said that, I'm a defender of the Murder Mystery movies. They're very fun. I know you are. Even two? Yeah. Okay. I mean, they're not good, uh, but they're very fun. He's so Adam Sandler is just like a inherently funny dude. So I think the last like Sandler comedy I saw that I really liked was the first Grown Ups, and that was yeah probably when I was fifteen. Yeah, and then I and then I think I just was like, oh yeah, not interested, not because in, because after that was definitely when he hit his. I'm just gonna take Jennifer Aniston to Hawaii for a week, and I'm just gonna mm-hmm. take David Spade to Cancun for a while. You know, like anyway. 
Let's move on to the the legitimate movie that people will be talking about, not just for this week, but presumably for the entire year and the potentially the rest of time based off of early critics' reactions. Dune Part 2, the long-awaited uh, Part 2 to 2020s Dune, starring all of Hollywood, specifically Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya, um, Rebecca Ferguson, Javier Bardem, Josh Brolin, Austin Butler, Florence Pugh, Dave Bautista, Christopher Walken, Leia Sado, Stellan Skarsgård. Uh, who am I missing, Robert? Charlotte Rampling. Charlotte Rampling. Did you say Christopher Walken? I said Walken. Yes. Javier Bardem. <laughs> yep. All right. I feel like there was somebody that was like just announced for this movie like two weeks ago that we there were. There like, was someone okay. who was just announced. But if you're not an online movie person, it might be more fun to just not know they're in it until you go see the movie. Yeah. Good to know. And I just found them on IMDb credits. Cool. Also, another person <laughs> that I didn't know maybe maybe has been in several Coen Brothers movies. Tim Blake Nelson. Yeah. Is that like a spoiler or anything? Like, is that one of those like might be more fun to discover? No, he was ca- he was like announced as a cast member okay. a long time ago, but his scenes were cut like he's not in it. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, this is. Uh, I I don't know. Like I feel like it's weird because like I still don't know the plan. Like I feel like he there has been just oh Dune Part Two is coming. But I remember initially like I know Denis wanted to do Dune and then Part Two and then Messiah. Mm-hmm. But the way that you know, and there's the like Amazon Prime series coming that's like the Sisterhood, and I think there's another thing coming. But anyway, just either way, this is at least. Part two, the conclusion to the first book. Robert, you said you've already seen this? Yes, I've Let's seen start it. with you. Take yourself in a time machine. Go back. We all know the answer. Theaters rent, stream, skip, not interested. Uh, or wait. Theaters rent, stream, skip, or wait for initial reaction. Theaters, 100%. Yeah, me too. Um, I know I'm a. I know I'm a little bit of a hater, and I, Robert, I do see more and more of people that I love and respect on film Twitter, like being like, I watched it again, and maybe it's just because part two is right here, but. Like, Dune 1 feels like a complete movie this time. And I'm like, maybe I'll have that experience when I watch it tomorrow night. But it's, uh, it's a complete movie. Uh, I, I'm, I've always been excited. For, uh, Caleb? Theater. I just rewatched. Really liked Dune the first time I saw it. I rewatched it for the first time last night. Liked it even more the second time around. So, yeah, I'm pumped for, for part two. Yep. Uh, I've got tickets to see it Sunday in IMAX. Um, I don't have a 65 millimeter or a laser IMAX or anything like that near me. Excuse me. It's 70 millimeter. Whatever. <laughs> Shut up, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything like that. It's near how me. our eyes perceive reality, man. But I will, I will. I told my wife, I think there are, there is exactly one movie that I actually care. Cause it's an hour drive for us to go to an IMAX theater. And, mm. You know, we live in the Midwest. So an hour drive is like 60 miles. So it's like, it's far, but it's like, it's whatever. You know, we drive an hour all the time and uh but it's like it's not like an hour to get across town like all you east coast people yeah so i, but, so I told her i'm, I'm like terrible. i think there's legitimately just one movie that i care to actually go this year i mean there'll probably wind up being more especially as we get closer um to some of the releases i just oh uh, probably furiosa as well but aside from those two it's like i i want to see those as soon as i can on the biggest screen i possibly can that is my only like you let me do this you can come along with me. And she's going to come along with me to boast because she's a big Fury Road fan. Sorry. Uh, I'm going on Sunday to go see an IMAX. So um, after my 5 a.m. recording with Shane and Alex. <laughs> What's Villeneuve's best movie so far? I know this is off topic. I just want to hear you guys. Well, Robert would say yeah. Dune, wouldn't you? Yeah, Dune. <laughs> okay. I'd say Blade Runner 2049. All right. 
What would you say, Caleb? I'd say Arrival, but Blade oh, Runner. Oh, and... actually, no, I'd say Arrival. <laughs> I love Arrival, but Blade Runner and uh, Dune are probably two and three. So. Well, not taking part two into consideration, I have Dune, Arrival, Blade Runner as my top three. So Yeah, I was about to say, I feel like the top three is, is pretty solid, solidly packed, but yeah. Yeah, no, I would say that's for sure, like the the top three. I, but I was like, yeah, no, I love Blade Runner 2049, but then you said Arrival. I'm like, that's right. That's like, I think number six on my <laughs> favorites list. So, and Blade Runner is in like twenty, early twenties. So, mm-hmm. uh, dude makes good movies. Yeah. Uh, I mean, right? It's like we all like loved the first movie, and it's like it feels like this is a big thing. Is Did there anything more the to say? Movie? Why we're? Is there anything more to say? Um, is there anything more to say? Like why we're excited to see it? I mean, I'm really excited because. I feel like if this movie does well, it has the chance to actually give us like young movie stars, like solidify a couple of those, these actors as young movie stars. And I just okay, you just said I know that's like, stars. Little... like Timothy Chalamet and Florence Pugh are like the two most hot tickets. Timothy Chalamet, okay, here's the, no, Zendaya, but here's the thing. and Florence Pugh are like the three hottest tickets in Hollywood right now. <laughs> like, I mean, no, but sure, I still don't solidify them. Okay. I still don't think like any like people, most people over like thirty or thirty five know who those people are still you know what yeah. i mean like yeah i, I still am not convinced point. and i know this movie won't like completely do that but i think if this movie does really well it'll just go a long way because like i just feel like i don't know there's less and less people that uh like that everybody recognizes on the screen like i don't know that's just my it, opinion i feel like sure the movie especially in conjunction with oppenheimer for uh for florence Pugh. yeah people over 35 are gonna be like oh yeah that person yeah yeah so like i just i don't know i feel like that's missing a little bit in movies right now like there's just not a, that many movie stars and if they are they're all older like they don't movies don't launch young people into movie stardom like they used to because yeah a lot of young people when they first start out are on like streaming and I don't know. I just I also I feel like there's just remember as much about some movies when they just see it at home, if that makes sense. Like, I think that's kind of lacking. So I think if this movie is awesome, Austin Butler, Timothy Chalamet, Florence Pugh, and Day, like all those people are like on a very good trajectory to actually be movie stars that people would recognize. And they're under 30, which is just cool. This is I somewhat think... off topic, but that's also kind of nice that Saltburn has become like a, a, a thing. Yeah even though it was streaming, but like now people really know who Jacob Elordi and Barry Keoghan yeah. are. Yeah. Even though they're just making him take his clothes off wherever he goes. But like now he's yeah. a face that people know, you know? Yeah, so. exactly. Like, it's just cool. I don't know. It just felt like, especially over the last couple of years, like the only people like that could star in movies and they'd be successful is like Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise and maybe Leo. And, yeah. and like Margot Robbie. Yeah. Yeah, and they're awesome. And Margot Robbie is the next best thing because she is still pretty young. But I feel like other than that, like there isn't anybody young that like people like my parents would recognize. But in, right, in my that's not to say there aren't people doing team. great things. But my dad would have no idea who Lakeith Stanfield is. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I my think, older brother might not know who that is. <laughs> yeah, but like I think people. Zendaya is already pretty close to doing that, but like if Dune Part Two is awesome, like Zendaya, I think officially is like a movie star because she'll actually be in like something other than the MCU that's done really well. Mm-hmm. I mean, but you're also talking like she's huge in Euphoria, but that's TV, right? So I, yeah. I agree with your like statement that like we like the age of the movie star is kind of gone, and I think it's two reasons. Number one, just oversaturation on the market, and two um the the blur of movies and tv yeah and so like i feel like it just has to be earned more so yeah exactly so i don't know that it means that people are producing less it's just you have to earn it more and mm-hmm. 
yeah, I mean, cer- certainly this movie. Can- um, before we move on, Robert, unless you're going to use this as your spinoff, do you want to like reveal anything about your feelings on the movie, or do you want to just save it for the writers room roundup? I mean, do you want actually this will be to? a month from now? It's up to you if you're dying yeah, to say something. The roundup, um, but I don't know the exact date yet. I haven't looked at the calendar, but it'll be at the end of March. Because it's a March release, it right. will be like the beginning of April. April, yeah, right. So if you, unless you're going to use it as your spinoff, or if you really want to. Not that people won't know spin-off. what you think no. about the movie. Like, you know, I'm sure you're going to side with the like 97% on Rotten Tomatoes and every single Letterboxd review I've seen is a complete five out of five star. Have you but, seen mine yet? No, I didn't know you logged it yet. Yeah, uh, I gave it five out of five. As I say, I read. We all knew that was coming. Yeah, it, it's great. It's it's really good. Very nice. Make sure you pee before the movie, though. <laughs> okay. Could you tell us, uh, listening at home, since this like... So a lot of us will not have seen it by the time this come out. Two things. Number one, do we have to stay after the credits? And number two, like there's still probably going to be more of this world, but mm-hmm. is there like, I don't, I don't want to say like, does this feel complete? But like, is this really the end? Like, is this the end of this chapter? Is there like more promises to clearly trying to be like, I'm making like, I'm making Dune Messiah, but calling it Dune part three or whatever. Like, yeah, I was giving away obviously as little as possible. I, there was like a fan screening. Uh, the Sunday before it officially comes out. That's what I went to, and that's yeah. why I've seen it. There's no after credits, so you're good there. Cool. So as soon as credits roll, pee. <laughs> yes, exactly. But go to the bathroom and then pee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there, there was actually a guy at my screening wearing like a full body still suit that he had to have like made by himself at home, and it was Gross. really impressive. And I was convinced it was just so he could pee during the movie. <laughs> I don't know if it was fully functioning, but it, the ending it feels more two towers than you know the end of a two-part saga okay like i'm excited either way yeah especially because if you're like this is supposed to take us to the end of book one right it does yes it does for sure take you to the end of book one but like this is a franchise with like what 20 books in it like five of them written by frank herbert there's six written by frank herbert the rest are kind of deemed sacrilegious and fake and you know don't read them by quote-unquote true fans which i'm not at that point yet i'm only halfway through book three i'll say if you were frustrated by the end of across the spider-verse right that was the second one across the spider-verse the one that came out last year yeah you might have a a similar frustration with this to a much much smaller degree okay i think it like starts for another like 90 seconds whereas across the spider-verse goes on for like 25 minutes minutes, yeah. yeah uh okay i'll live with it. you know i think it's it's inevitable right there we know more we know he wants to make more sequel baiting is always just a part of it but like you know and and there's no way this movie won't do gangbusters and they won't yeah, they'll green light this just just i don't know maybe to kind of temper expectations i'm like you know anyway it's just, just curious so yeah cool. and i don't think that'll ruin my experience at all and hopefully it didn't for you listening at home uh let's move on though because we should probably no. start talking about Roman. unless there, you had something to say no i'm just saying it, it won't ruin your experience knowing that cool yeah, excited to hear more thoughts on the writers' review. Are we sure that you're going to talk about more movies than just Dune Part Two on the writers' room review roundup? Uh, Nick and Foster are going to be on that episode, and I'm considering saying let's just not talk about anything else and just do two hours on Dune. <laughs> do like just Dune, and then the rest of the month. <laughs> just say like a love and dislike and hate it for the rest of them. Don't say anything else. Don't expand. Just spend the rest of the time talking about Dune. Sure. Yeah, but Kung Fu Panda Four is coming. Like, I want to hear you talk about Kung Fu Panda Four. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fine. Dune and five minutes on Kung Fu Panda 4. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm excited to hear. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see the movie and I'm excited to see it. 
Robert, you said this when the movie first came out. But you're like, I really feel like this is this generation's Lord of the Rings, and it feel mm. it really feels that way. So, um, yeah. kudos to you for for saying that. And um, I thought about making the B plot. What is the next? But how are we going to know? You know, we won't know until it's there. <laughs> right. Uh, let's move on real quick. Uh, chance to promote your stuff. You've got to hear some thoughts from these guys. If you want to hear more thoughts, where can they find you, Caleb? Let's start with you. Uh, Letterbox at K Walters. I post on there a lot. Um, I've got a ton of lists and everything. Cool. And then um, Real Caleb W on Twitter. I basically only tweet just like movie hauls that I've thrifted recently. And uh, every once in a while, my thoughts on a movie. But usually I save that for Letterboxd or one of these. Sure. Robert? I got to say, I love the Twitter handle of Real Caleb W. I thought it. W- I thought I was so clever when I made it when I was like 15. And uh, <laughs> I just haven't changed it. I don't know why. It's solid. Follow me on, on Letterboxd at Robert Stotts and the Also See Movie Podcast. Uh, real quick reminder, patreon.com slash WR In case you want to access uh, episodes early um, or whatnot, we'll have them up when uh, they come out. So probably uh, we're recording the Oscars episode on Sunday. Probably have that out Sunday or Monday. So almost a full week before the Oscars, but it won't go public into the feed until I think Friday. So... There's your opportunity to check it out early if you want to listen to it. And historically, those are long episodes. We'll see. Let's move on to the goats uh, here, our potential goats, sorry, uh, with Roman Holiday. This is a 1953 movie streaming on Paramount Plus. Uh, if you have that, thanks, Nick. The um, worst streaming service for streaming quality. Yeah, that's true. It really is like a not great, like a not true. It feels like barely even HD, you know, and I have a 4K TV. Yeah, it's. Um, and the app is just like scrolling and searching is almost unusable. Oh, the user face is terrible. Yeah. Uh, but so is Peacock and Amazon Primes. Uh, well, Primes the, is better. But... This one takes the cake by far yeah. for me. Anyway. Uh, did you see that uh, Peacock and Paramount Plus might merge? <laughs> yeah. Two of the oh, worst. Can't wait <laughs> for that. Yeah. Two of the worst interfaces and like least great original content. I mean, I. I Give crap to Paramount Plus just because I'm not a Trekkie. I know Trekkies love it. And Paramount Plus had the curse. Cool. That's all that I. That's all that I need. That's fair. Uh, Roman Holiday. Uh, check it out on Paramount Plus uh, if you have that service, uh, or if you have somebody that has that service and gives you their password. A bored and sheltered princess escapes her guardians and falls in love with an American newsman in Rome. This is starring Gregory Peck and Audrey Hepburn and uh, Eddie Albert. I'm sure some other people that I just don't know that you would know their names. Uh, d- directed by William Wyler and a screenplay by Dalton Trumbo. Uh, but other accreditation was given because Trumbo was blacklisted at the time and it was later revealed. So uh, 8.0 on IMDb, not quite enough to break the top 250. Um, 78 Metacritic score, 95% on Rotten Tomatoes, 4.1 on Letterboxd. This was nominated for Oscars in the Best Picture category, the Best Supporting Actor, Eddie Albert, uh, Best Director, William Wyler, Cinematography, Writing uh, for a screenplay, because uh, there was also another one later. Uh, art and sector decoration and film editing. This won the best uh, actress Oscar for Audrey Hepburn. And this won the best writing story. So I guess story and screenplay used to be different uh, um, Oscars. It won for story. Uh, Dalton Trumbo won it. It says the screen credit. Um, this is from Wikipedia. The screen credit and award were originally credited to Ian McC- uh, McClellan Hunter 
who fronted for Trumbo in uh, December 1992. The Academy decided to change the, change the records and credit Mr. Trumbo with the achievement. Uh, Hunter was removed from the motion picture story category, and the Oscar was posthumously presented to Trumbo's widow on May 10th, 1993. Uh, this also won for costume design. This was a Directors Guild of America nominee the year it came out, and it was a WGA winner. Um, this was uh, inducted in the National Film Registry as well. Uh, and in uh, for AFI, the lists, this was number four in 100 Years, 100 Passions, and number four in Romantic Comedies in Top Ten, or Ten Top Tens. Um, also, just as a fun note, both leads were approached about a sequel, but it never got off the ground. I think that's for the best. Uh, yeah. Because I could not imagine a follow-up to that ending. So, real quick, uh, what is your history with this movie? Actually, we all saw this for the first time today. <laughs> so... It's We've fresh. a lot of time to think about it. Yeah. What was the thing that either like made you excited to check this out? Caleb, you had it on your like, yeah, sure, I'll join in that episode. What was the what was the thing that made you uh, you guys interested in checking this one out? Caleb, let's start with you. I mean, truthfully, I just I have not seen a lot of like older movies. To be quite honest, uh, I mean, like 1940s, 1950s, 1960s are like a major blind spot in my like movie watching. I mean, I've probably only seen like 20 total movies from those three decades. I've just heard a lot of good things about it. I actually had not seen a Hepburn movie either. This was my first of hers. So it just seemed like a good excuse. Like, all right, if I sign up for this episode, then I have a, like a, more of a reason to watch this movie and actually take time to see it. So that was the main reason I wanted to wanted to check this one out. Robert, same as always. Yeah, same as always. Excited to check something off the list. Uh, I wasn't too like excited to to watch this one. Um, it just w- happened to be you know on our polls, and I don't really fight too much of that. I think getting out of my comfort zone is good. I just older rom coms I just typically tend to find like yeah I understand and appreciate you know, just like Breakfast at Tiffany's right I understand its influence, but that doesn't mean I necessarily enjoyed it. But uh, mm-hmm. sure, excited to check it out, especially seeing the scores and Audrey Hepburn and Gregory Peck. Yeah, for sure. So Roman Holiday, did you like it? Love it? Hate it? Or think it's just okay. No, like it, love it, or hate dislike it, dislike it. it. Or think it's just okay. Let's go in that same order. Caleb, where do you go? I loved this one. I really loved it. I don't know. I was surprised I did. Uh, it's not like genuine, generally my style, but I really liked this one. I thought the leads had chemistry. Obviously, like the Rome setting was awesome. It's photographed really well. The costumes are, are nice. Um, and it's clearly the blueprint for... I know. Ton, like every movie similar to it to follow. So yeah, I loved this movie. Robert. I liked it. I, I liked it. Yeah. I also liked it. Um, let's get into it. Um, where do we want to start? Uh, I think it influenced a lot of stuff. I Sure. This is terrible podcasting. I don't know when Cinderella came out, but it feels like the inverted Cinderella. Even like with the with the shoe at the beginning, right? Yeah, I, yeah. You know, I hadn't even thought about that, but that's one hundred percent right. Nineteen fifty. So okay, yeah, a few years after Cinderella, but Cinderella is also that was a fairy based tale off of a grim before, story tale. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's like she's so tired of her life as a rich princess, and now she wants to go be a common folk, which is obviously the opposite of Cinderella. Then it also kind of obviously the ending is very much La La Land. Spoiler alerts. Yeah, they give each other the last look and then kind of walk away and the nod and all that. And then I was also just because of royalty with vaguely British accent. I was thinking Spencer, especially with the beginning with her not wanting to be a part of the royalty, which is I'll get into that more later. But it's just cool to to see influences in a backwards way. I uh, 
I was getting Princess Diary vibes. Um, mm. I haven't seen that in a long time. Neither have I. Um, but enough, you know, just like new. It, in that movie, it's like newfound royalty, but she also still doesn't necessarily. Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, I. Yeah, it's easy to see a lot of the influence, like we say, for a lot of these. Uh, a lot of these sure. movies. Yeah. But, but I think at least where we talked about Breakfast at Tiffany's last month where it was like it's easy to see the influence but that doesn't mean i enjoyed the ride i think this mm-hmm. one is genuinely really charming mm-hmm. um i know i said like audrey hepburn was good in breakfast at tiffany's but didn't like blow me away i really loved her in this i thought this was a better mm-hmm. performance and i know she felt out of her comfort zone in breakfast at tiffany's but that is what she is most known for at this point in history so um, yeah i i i really liked her in this movie i thought she was uh deserving of her oscar yeah, i know <laughs> i think the uh i think the thing that pushed it from like to love for me was i just thought the two leads had really good chemistry mm-hmm. yeah like it just made sense on screen i don't know like you know we're obviously at a time where movies like this don't really get made anymore <laughs> and uh i think part of it is that i i don't know that a lot of people making movies like fully understand how important chemistry between the leads are i think a lot of times Nowadays, if a movie like this gets made, it's just like two people that just get stuck together and you're not sure if they've even acted in the same room during the movie. Yeah. Um, so it was just really refreshing to see two leads that had chemistry and were interacting with each other like on real sets and in real places and, and stuff like that. It was just it was refreshing. Sure. May I recommend the film She Came to Me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's some real chemistry. <laughs> yeah, going off how great Audrey Hepburn is. So right away, I was turned off by the movie because I was like, I do not feel bad for the rich girl who has all the money and just doesn't feel like wearing a gown to bed in her giant traveling around Europe, right? Traveling around Europe. Oh, no, she has to meet people while staying in the nicest (laughs) places in all of Europe. I like the the dialogue where she was complaining about how she's never gotten to cook or clean for herself. You poor thing. Oh, man. So the movie had me a bit grumpy at the beginning because of that. I was like, am I really supposed to empathize with her? But the thing is, like you both said, she is so charming just as an actress that I'm like begrudgingly on her side by the end. Or I'm like, okay, I'm hand waving the fact that you're entitled and spoiled and and want to clean. (laughs) Like just seeing all your charm has me bought in and the chemistry, like you said, with Gregory Peck, it's just fun and charming and it's a breeze. I don't really think the movie has that much depth to it, but that being said, it's just very fun. And I, I really do think it rides on the charm of Hepburn. Yeah, I think totally agree. I think part of the reason the ending works so well is because like some of the, like what Robert talked about, like, Oh, she's rich. I'm supposed to feel sorry for her. I feel like if she had like, if they had written some like cheesy ending where she left royalty to be with him yeah. or something dumb, like right. movie would have fell apart. Like it would have, yes. wouldn't have worked at all. So that's why I'm like a sequel would be a terrible idea. Yeah. 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 Like the, it, yeah. the movie works and the charm of it is that like the two people kind of got to escape their situations for like a day and then kind of agree that it was awesome. And then, you know, they, they have the last look and then the movie ends. Um, It would have felt so, in my opinion, it would have felt so cheap if they had like, had some cheesy ending where they ride off in the sunset together or, or whatever. Like, um, so yeah, I do agree with Robert. Like that stuff was, I'm glad they didn't like, I don't know. Yeah. It really worked because Hepburn is so charming. Cause a lot of other mm-hmm. actresses, I just would have hated that care. I would have been so, so annoyed with, with her, but 
I'm gl- I love the ending because because of that. And it's a great fully earned ending. Um, and when he gives her the mm-hmm. photos and everything, I really love that too. It was really touching. Sure. I think one, I want to touch back on one thing that you mentioned, Robert, too, mm-hmm. was that like we really buy into their chemistry and that really is what makes the movie enjoyable because other than that, like it's not very like deep or it's it's not got too much like substance going for it. It's just kind of like uh, two people wandering around Rome, but like it's like less like engaging than something like the before trilogy or something where it's like, oh, yeah, they're just walking around, mm-hmm. whatever. But, you know, but there's there's also this movie I think came out before Breakfast at Tiffany's, right? I couldn't tell you. I'm sorry. I don't. I can't keep track of what when older movies came out. Breakfast at Tiffany's is 61. I just looked it up. Okay. So what's odd to me is this movie is almost like 10 years before it Mm -hmm. and avoids the ick way more. Like one of our one of our our complaints last month about Breakfast at Tiffany's was the ick. Uh huh. Because and that's why we didn't buy into the chemistry of the leads is because. She's like, oh, you remind me of my brother. Like, oh, right. like that's a turnoff. <laughs> right. But in this one, like, it feels like there was even moments that like the the movie itself was was like trying to make us not necessarily even root for these characters. Like there's a scene at the fountain where Gregory Peck's trying to take the camera from the little girl. And you're like, don't take her camera, dude. Like, and, and, and then just they, yeah, the kids so do the weird. right thing and call the adult and the adult just stares them down. And, like, get off my student, you know, like. <laughs> And it winds up being like a fun little quirky, you know, thing. But anyway, yeah, just the movie, like, it doesn't really have any ick to it. And so and a lot of a lot of these older movies just do. And I know like a lot of times like we're like, oh, yeah, movies were so just like misogynistic and this and this and this. We're really just thinking of like the Sean Connery Bond movies. Sean Connery mm-hmm. Roger Moore Bond movies is really all we're thinking of. And yes, they're absolutely prevalent there. And that's like to the fullest extent that they could possibly go. But you no, know, it is. You see something like Breakfast at Tiffany's and you know, we got the ick. There's like no ick. Any, I'm, I'm going to stop saying that because that's <laughs> so middle school. Same- I didn't. I, I just thought it was charming. And um, uh, da, 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 da. what's what's the word I'm looking for? Um, blissful. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This movie's just really light and breezy. Make it. Yeah. It's just like a nice movie. Like if I ever whenever I rewatch it, I'm sure I will at some point. It'd be just like something you put on that you know it's just nice and light and breezy and and uh just a fun time the I... scene i thought you were going to mention a minute ago aaron was when like the whole sequence when he's bringing the falling asleep princess back mm. to his room that, I mean, that could that also so too. easily have devolved into uh yes. breakfast at tiffany's type of stuff but he's just like no i'm not going to take your clothes off you get dressed and go to bed you know and he's yes. just like being completely respectful completely gentlemanly I know that's like the bar. Not even knowing she's royalty. Not even right, knowing that, that point, she's a person. Yeah. yeah. She's I just know, a random girl. As people, we know that's how you should act, but that's not always how you see it in movies from this sort of time period. So like even it's a wonderful life. You know, he just steals yep. her clothes while she's in the bushes, you know? So that's the kind of thing that I, I think of when it comes to that sort of scene. So it isn't, it isn't bare minimum where it's just like, you have to give it props for on a certain level for just the basic human decency. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I was also, I mean, we talked about the apartment about a year ago too. Mm -hmm. That movie, I I think also like similarly has a certain level of respect, but even like, I think there may be a couple moments in the apartment that kind of push that just a little bit, but nothing that I can even remember a specific instance or whatever, but Jack Lemon is also 
kind of a doofus in that movie. So <laughs> yeah, true. I'll say, uh, I'll say also the the scene that really like really solidified into like, Oh yeah. I like, I'm, I'm buying into this uh, is like the big, they finally kiss scene. You know, they, they're off the boat. They're soaking wet. They're kind of just alone to themselves for the first time. There's no cameras anywhere except for the movie camera. Uh, and they have like what genuinely feels like one of the most passionate kisses I've seen in a long time. Um, so maybe since like Talladega Nights. Um, <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I just Robert was just like staring. I'm like, I'm gonna get him. I was yeah. waiting for when for what was gonna be the example. Yeah, no, it's just like really, really sweet, really tender. I mean, like we even have a recent example of I feel like something trying to imitate this with uh, with anyone but you, right? Because like. They fall off of a boat, go somewhere. That's where they share their first kiss. They realize they actually like each other. But like to me, like that didn't feel earned at all. Um, I didn't like that movie very much. Uh, I thought it was like entertaining, but I didn't like buy into them two together. Um, but I absolutely did in this one. So Roman Holiday could have used some Natasha Bedingfield. <laughs> if you, if you take Roman Holiday and anyone but you and put them together, I think there's a great movie. <laughs> All we needed was just like a snake biting the tip of. Uh... <laughs> let's let's switch to the leads. So Glenn Powell and Gregory Peck are one pairing, one romantic pairing, and then Sidney Sweeney and uh, Audrey Hepburn are the other. There we you know go. what? I'm into it. And then can the can Gata from uh, Dave be in both movies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say part part of the reason why I only liked this movie instead of Day is. Uh, is because there's not super like there's not a ton of that substance and and we've definitely seen movies on this podcast that are from this era that are more complex you know something like the philadelphia story came to mind um that are a little bit more like oh there's something here there's something going on even though that movie didn't fully resonate with me but uh but like there's something here but because this movie is kind of just light and breezy i feel i felt the runtime that's my main negative also that i felt the runtime it's two hours long and then yeah. like specifically thinking of when he's trying to get the taxi driver to drive yes. her to the place um and when he's trying to get her to go to sleep it just feels like there's like too too many back and forths in each one of those scenes and there are just a couple other little moments like that throughout the yeah uh, it's I, not egregious but yeah no right nothing i would be like hey like this you know w- look at the spark notes or watch the youtube shortened version or whatever it was just like it- this could have been a really light, easy. Maybe wouldn't have got the Oscar attention. It would. It would have. But it just. Or also maybe like we're flying you to Rome. You're going to film as much as you can because we're paying for it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I said it was blind breezy, but yeah, it definitely could have lost like 15 to 20 minutes. I, I yeah. feel like mainly it's the um like the start of the movie, like the first yeah. hour. Yeah. Because I feel like once the characters like me, I guess once um they wake up after the night where she sleeps on his couch or whatever. After that, I feel like the movie kind of hits a stride, and the the last hour is pretty well paced. But yeah, the, the I feel like yeah, like the the cab, and then even getting up to their apartment and, and stuff like that. It definitely, you could have shaved off some some of the runtime. Yeah, nothing egregious. Where I'm like, you know, you could have cut this down to like a seventy minute. No, no but like a 10, 15 minutes off of it. Maybe would maybe could have bumped it up, especially like 10, 15 minutes off of the first half. Yeah. Maybe could have bumped this up. And I don't think you lose. I think they have enough chemistry. I don't think you lose those moments, especially because a lot of a lot of their scenes are like separate in that first half. Yeah. Right. Um, well, yeah. So. Even when like her being royalty, it, you could have lost a couple of minutes of that. And I still think audience would have gotten the point. Like she's a yeah. princess, but she 
not happy being one for some reason. <laughs> she wants to scrub the floor. She wants to clean and cook. <laughs> Uh, I, I think I have like two other notes about this movie. And while I remember the, the first is um, I totally get the Audrey Hepburn Oscar win. I don't really understand why the like supporting actor was a nominee. Cause he's hot. <laughs> like he didn't really have too much to do and he didn't really get like a standout moment or scene or whatever. And also like, how are you going to nominate him? But then also not nominate your lead who was, actually really good in the movie like yeah it, it, it's one of those where i'm like it's fine like i I'm, i don't begrudge it at all or anything like that obviously you know it's his consolation for constantly can, yeah. getting kicked and having stuff spilled on him yeah <laughs> uh maybe physical yeah. comedy stuff is, pr- is pretty decent on his part i think it's because he had a beard and nobody else in the movie did oh sure that's right i did forget about the beard yeah yeah oh but yeah, i was just biggest it, transformation it was one of those, more like, than christian bale doing dick cheney it was one of those like looking at the accolades and I was like, oh, like interesting that our lead didn't even get a nomination. But the supporting who had like a pretty limited role and pretty limited like he didn't get really get like moments, you know, he got a couple moments, uh, but they like they weren't like Oscar moments, you know, like maybe like that very end. Uh, but everybody's got that Oscar moment in that like the photo exchange scene and the. Uh, but there's also like a moment like halfway through where he's like, yeah, and he was just leaving. Right. He's like, I don't know. What, what was I? It, it, that's not like that's a fun little moment, but it wasn't anything great. Anyway, uh, so that was one of my notes. Um, uh, I don't remember the other one right now, but I'm sure it will come to me. I got nothing. I got nothing else. Oh, I remember. I Cinematography snubbed for the win um, because. This movie does a lot of really interesting camera work and I love it. And it's especially like when you when when like the movie, like the first like title card reveals this movie was shot on location in Rome. Like that probably was like one of the first movies to do like not sets, especially for sound movies. Um, I don't entirely know, um, but I got to imagine this was sort of pioneering that direction. But like even there's a shot in the very beginning during the like she lost her slipper and she's trying to get it back on not slipper her heel and she's trying to get it back on and so like as a method of disguise like the dad takes her hand and you know and then they start dancing and then like they start dancing and then the camera pans and it was like you were watching a mirror the whole time like it's a really great shot mm-hmm. i was like okay cool now i know what to expect and the movie like just does some really great camera work yeah the camera work when they're like on the steps and she's eating gelato yes is really well done like it kind of circles them a little bit and it's pretty it's pretty impressive and you get like a really good feel for the the scope of their surroundings and stuff that's the that was the thing that stuck out to me it was just like you kind of under understand exactly where they are like physically in relation to the sets and stuff really easily because of the camera work like it shows you the surroundings really well without being obvious about it yeah but that the visuals stood out to me as well that was really well directed i think i'm out of things to say. I'm happy to entertain any th- any more thoughts that you guys have about the movie. I'm good. Yeah, I think I got it all out. Cool. So it sounds like it's just, if you're willing to buy into the chemistry, it's worth your time. Um, I, I don't know, like you, Caleb, I don't know that I'll really check this one out again. But I'd certainly be more willing to check it out over Breakfast at Tiffany's again. If I'd be like, hey, like I want to be reminded why Audrey Hepburn is considered one of the best of all time. I'll watch this one. Watch Charade. Like, it's on my list. That's like a 1960s Mission Impossible episode. It's So one really of the things good. 
one of the things that I saw actually, I'll have to pull this up, is apparently the studio originally wanted um, Cary Grant for the lead. Not surprising. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Grant declined uh, officially believing he was too old to play Hepburn's love interest. Though he would do so 10 years later in Charade is like on that. And then, but it's like other sources say that Grant declined because he knew all the attention would be centered around the princess. And it's like that, Mm. that tracks. Typical Um, vain actor. I believe that more, especially because, you know, he's willing to do Charade later. Like there's that's certainly not the only example of Cary Grant having a significantly younger. And he definitely looks old in Charade. Yeah, it's on my list. I just haven't seen it yet, but I have a friend that really wants me to check it out he's like when you do like i want to come over and watch it but um either way just like funny you mentioned because i wanted to bring that up too uh, but i i every movie that we've seen with cary grant i'm always like yeah he has such good chemistry with the lead like he just it like is kind of that charismatic and i think brings out i i don't think it would have been more believable than this pairing so there would have been a lot more physical comedy because that's his thing I mean, he does some dramatic movies or he does some of that stuff. But yes, it certainly would have had a different tone. And I think even their relationship would have had a different tone. But yeah, either way, just Robert, Caleb, we're assembling the Criterion Collection, our own Criterion Collection. Are you adding this movie to it? We, for the, I think, did neither of us did add Breakfast at Tiffany's. I, so for, I did. Yeah, I don't, I, and we were pretty similar on that one too. So for that reason, I feel like you got to have one Audrey Hepburn in there. And since I haven't seen Charade, I think there's enough merit in here, especially, again, the way the film looks, kind of pioneering uh, a lot of the, like, uh, I, I would imagine pioneering a lot of the, like, outdoor on-location shoots. Sure, why not? It's a it's a low, sh- you know, yes, but it's a yes. Uh, I'm, I'm not putting it in, even though I did like it. I don't know what it, what it may or may not have pioneered. I would have to do the research. I would probably doubt that it did, but... Yeah, it's just a fun movie. It's not as interesting or groundbreaking or, or or doesn't pave the way like a lot of other movies we talked about have. Even some of the ones that I didn't like as much like Halloween, I think I put in, even though I didn't even though I have it lower than Roman Holiday. So yeah, it's a fun movie, worth watching, not necessarily a goat. I I understand where you're coming from that. That's why I'm like I'm kind of on the line, but if push comes to shove, sure, why not? Uh Caleb, uh, what do you think? I'm putting it in. Two hot people being hot on screen it's one of my it gotta be one of my favorite genres it's a good genre i'm putting it in that's why uh, anyone but you's in there too what'd you say that's why anyone but you's in there too yep anyone <laughs> add anyone but you in there add mr and mrs smith uh uh-huh. add whatever yeah no hepburn's great her and peck together are great it's shot beautifully rome seems like a great place never been but will be going someday so yeah let's throw it in there i, I like i love this movie so i am I want to put it in. I uh, have to tell you a story on air. There's a there's a t- uh, content creator that might be like my favorite non-Sif pop related. Uh, <laughs> so he, he goes by Kit Laser. Good caveat. Because of a video that he like made where he was talking about actors, fake names. He was like, call me Kit Laser from now. Anyway, really like him. His real name's Chris. He made a video talking about like the best like chemistry, uh, like the best on-screen couples or whatnot and so he talked he goes like top 10 and he gets down to the top 10 he's like and by the way like angelina jolie and brad pitt don't ta- don't count because they you know were actively having sex during the making of that movie <laughs> but then he ends the movie by by like listing uh the the couple from uh the before trilogy and he like 
almost footnotes it. He's like, but let's be honest. The chemistry between Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe and the nice guys. I'm like, yes, kid, let's go. He's like, Shane Shane Black. I was, I was trying to find the video so I could see what, he, what exactly he said. But he was like, Shane Black, like, single-handedly invented the, like, frenemies to bros lovers or whatever. Like, enemies to something anyway some genre about like bromance anyway so does uh the movie focus not count for the same reason as mr and mrs smith like wasn't that a thing i don't know that's what the rumors that's what the rumors are i, I think it may, may be but it's certainly not confirmed as much as you know mr and smith mr and mrs smith sure was. they never got married yeah <laughs> Oh boy! Uh, maybe we should change our B B plot to movies that are going <laughs> where the actors because, are definitely hooking of, up. <laughs> how many <laughs> movies were they? Uh, I mean, it, it, I think it's pretty well known. Wasn't uh, Han Solo and Princess Leia? Weren't they? Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. So oh, I'm pretty sure uh, Harrison Ford was doing it with everyone. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Harrison Ford. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying. If, if I'm in the you, 70s, if I I'm shoot like my Harrison shot, Ford, you know, you like. Know. <laughs> That's a handsome man. Uh, let's, Robert. Where did this turn up on turn up in your list? For the record, our list. Uh, this is the sixty one, sixty first film we're putting on. Yeah, sixty one film that we're putting in there. It ended up at thirty ninth for me. Oh, pretty close for me. I forty one. Oh, nice. Uh, which, in comparison, I had Breakfast at Tiffany's at fifty seven. <laughs> Breakfast at Tiffany's is second to last for me. Yeah, it's sixty. Yeah. What's your bottom? I, I need to change it. Uh, I wasn't feeling well and I was in a bad mood when I watched it, but it was a thing. Like, but uh, I know that has a better reputation than the sixty-one. You like the thing a lot more than me on the podcast. Did I? <laughs> I was like, it's okay, and you're like, it's great. <laughs> I I don't think I said that because I like it shows like a mut- like mutilated dogs five minutes into the movie when I was already okay. feeling like lousy, and I was just like, I think I'm you not disagree with my reasoning for not liking the movie. Maybe. Uh, no, I I agree. I need to I need to rewatch it and whatnot. Um, but I have eight and a half at last. But also one of those that probably like it's better. I just I don't know that I'll ever like fully I'm appreciate that. Gonna movie. try it again. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not interested. Let's move on. Um. Next month, Robert uh, and I will be joined by Patrice to talk about Heather's. Um. Which would be a lot of fun. So looking forward to that. Caleb suggested just before we started recording. Uh. If you could explore Rome with any movie character, who'd you pick? I'm gonna limit us to three. I've got my picks. I'll kick us off. I'm going to go with a slightly less than obvious choice, but still, I think, in that realm, because I'm going to go with Henry Jones Sr., Indiana Jones's dad, because I was like, this is my only like legitimate, like we could walk around and he could like explain to me a bunch of the history, which like I've been to Rome and I've been on tours and I've been like a part of history, like history walks and whatnot with like Mm -hmm. people with PhDs on my trip that are, you know, friends like um i've been there i've done that and uh and it's and it's great but i'm sure that like there's still just so much history there so like i'd if i gotta pick one like movie historian but i'm like but when when indiana jones is just like the professor i'm like he's kind of boring like i want him to be on i want like indie you know i don't want like you know suit and tie comb over hair like you know glasses wearing the guy who students are writing i love you on their eyelids for yeah, that, that. What are you talking about? I want to go with his dad because he is the reason. He is just so much fun in Last Crusade, equally as knowledgeable, if not more. The caveat is, uh, we're we're gonna do it in a in a motorcycle, and he's gonna be in the side carriage the whole time. Mm, naturally, because that'll make it fun. Or you could do a so Vespa, like Roman Holiday. <laughs> 
Either works, whatever. As long as he's there with me. I put Ray from in Bruges, Colin Farrell's character. Oh, yeah. That was a great pick. He would hate it all and just make me appreciate it more by comparison. So, yeah. I don't know that you would hate Rome, right? He just hates Bruges. <laughs> That's true. He hates, he hates Bruges because he's like, I could be in Rome right now. Instead, I'm in Bruges. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but also, he didn't care when he took him into the church. And, like, that's a lot of what Rome in the adjacent area is. So he's like, Fair. talk about the dried blood of Christ. He's like, what? That doesn't make any sense. So I'd, I'd just like to see what kind of antics and, and witty comments he'd come up with. Yeah, it's still a great choice. Mm-hmm. For sure. Caleb. I went with Ethan Hunt, and I want to be handcuffed to him, and oh, I want to yeah, be 100. driving around in a yellow, in a yellow bug. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, I, sure. Uh, I don't want that. Um, that get, sounds terrifying. We'd but, get up to some shenanigans, you know. But yeah, like that sounds terrifying, and you can't like make the defense like, oh, he's a movie character. Like the sidekick always lives. Like no, like Mission Impossible is not afraid to kill off side characters. You know? <laughs> Uh, I'm not convinced I would survive that. <laughs> uh, for my second pick, I have Wayman from Everything Ever All at Once because his energy, his enthusiasm would make that a really fun trip. I'm just imagining him wearing like the most like obvious touristy clothes ever, mm-hmm. like light blue shorts, like a Hawaiian t-shirt and a bucket hat. Uh, and he's asking me to take pictures of him with everywhere. And you know what? I will. Um, so that's my second, uh, Robert, uh, my second pick would be Maximus from gladiator. I just, sure. I thought I, about it. Yeah. I just want to see what he thinks of it now. That's all. Just like I thought about centuries like, later, like an actual, like Roman person. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I respect it. Caleb. Lightning McQueen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Are they also sure. reenacting the intro to fast X. Is yeah. That- I'm, I'm not sure if. <laughs> You can like actually like get inside Lightning McQueen, but if not, I'll just like drive alongside him and we'll we'll tour a room together. Ask Sally. I, yeah, oh. I'll see what Sally says. Double but... entendre. <laughs> Question: In this situation, are you wearing your Lightning McQueen sunglasses and T-shirt? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm decked out. And we're twinning and uh, just cruising around Rome together, having a good time. In that case, I'm in. For my last pick, look, I'll just I'll hang out with Wally. That'll be fun. Right. I just I would hang out anywhere with Wally. Um, and enough. you know he could be on the clock picking up trash, saving the environment, or he could just be you know collecting things that he thinks are really useful. And you're like, oh, that's like a bottle cap, bud. Um, <laughs> and whatever he's, cute, I appreciate so. the enthusiasm. Yeah, like. Uh, Good job. Like, that's a dead light bulb. I don't need it. Thank you. You can keep it or you can put it in the garbage bin. Yeah. You just, just I'll, I'll, I'll hang out anywhere with Wally. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to go to Rome with Borat. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Make a documentary with him. Uh, Borat 3 coming yeah, 2025. Just see where it goes. See what kind of shenanigans <laughs> it goes up to. Well, he'll see a, a real castle. Uh, and he'll become the king of that <laughs> king castle. King of the castle. King of the castle. <laughs> I have a Coliseum. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. That's that's such a great pick. Uh, uh, Caleb, your last pick? Daniel Plainview. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Paddington Bear. Give me Paddington Bear. Okay. Oh, Paddington oh are going to go to Rome and have yeah, a great guys, time. There's no more opposite characters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm think, what's the most opposite from Paddington? 
No, what about, Paddington and Neil. Is, is this is this? Are we currently like scripting Paddington three instead of Paddington in Peru? Is it Paddington in Rome? Please, with Borat? that would be incredible. Paddington in Rome. Can we please get a Paddington Borat crossover? <laughs> Just Paddington and Borat walking around. Oh man, incredible. Paddington can show him what marmalade is. Mm. Borat can. I, I was just Paddington thinking, something. what would Borat do with marmalade? <laughs> I don't want to oh. know. Same thing that Sally does with Lightning McQueen. <laughs> <laughs> this is a family podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, they'll get it or they won't. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I let you finish your Paddington in Rome. No, I mean that's the, that's it. We'll just like walk around eating marmalade, having a good time. Are, are we'll you probably are you still up. dressed as Lightning McQueen? Yep, yep. I'm still dressed as Lightning <laughs> McQueen, but now I have a, a Paddington style hat on as well. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so sure. I'm just yeah. full tourist, and we'll probably get up to some shenanigans as well. But we'll we'll make it through because it's Paddington. He always figures out a way. Oh yeah, sure, awesome. <laughs> Let me know in the replies to this episode who you would like to go to Rome with, uh, or out of our picks, um, who had the best pick, or. Take a combination that's not Borat and Paddington uh, and uh, maybe also come up with something interesting. Anyway, Ethan Hunt the and Daniel Plainview. <laughs> Are there oil fields in, in Rome? <laughs> They're handcuffed together. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Time for, no, I just, I'm picturing that in my head and I'm like, man, like, I've got to finish this podcast. That Before we started recording, you said this is going to be the shortest episode we've ever done of this. That's because we didn't have a V plot. And. You know, I didn't think the blind episode ranking would take as long as it did, uh, but I don't. I'm not mad about it. Spinoff. What's that one thing in any area of pop culture that you want to tell everybody to check out or to stay away from? Robert, why don't you kick us off? Uh, I rewatched "Call Me by Your Name" for the first time recently. I'd only seen it one time when it came out, and boy, is that a good movie! Yeah, it's just, it's just good. Timothy Chalamet is amazing. The other guy is pretty good too. The speech by the dad at the end is like one of the best movie speeches of all time. It's complicated in that it makes you feel nostalgic for a time in your youth when you're discovering things for the first time but also contrasting that with um, what happens when you compare and contrast people of different ages and how they experience the world and when they experience a similar experience i guess it's just a really fascinating movie it's it's very comforting in a lot of ways but also very cathartic at the end i could not stop thinking of gimli saying you call me by your name, Horsemaster, and I'll call you by mine. <laughs> and that was, I just can't get that out of my head. So I need to put that out there. Yeah, those are my thoughts on calling by your name. Are you just going to keep on recommending Timothy Chalamet movies that I haven't seen every week? Did I do it last week? I don't think so, but I feel like you're constantly like, you know, watch Beautiful Boy already. And it's like, oh, I will. Miss Stevens. Miss Stevens. <laughs> watch Check Miss out Miss Stevens. Stevens. <laughs> yes. Lily Reinhardt. He's all right, but Timothy is actually really good in that. That's like he the is. first movie where you're like, oh, okay, this this kid's like really good. He's gonna probably be a big star someday. It's a movie about having a crush on your teacher. Yep, relatable. Oh, been there. If you're gonna if you're gonna watch any Xiaomi movie though, Aaron, it should be Call Me by Your Name. It's it's very good. My yeah, wife I mean, actually had just like-, like she wanted to watch it. Um, I hadn't seen it in a long time, and she was interested in it, and we watched it. And I was like. You know what? This is a lot better than I remember it. This is like a and the soundtrack. Oh soundtrack. my gosh! Oof. Yeah, oh, that's so actually. I, I'm I'm happy you're telling me because that was actually the one that I'm like. I think I'll be all right missing it because I like I know what the movie is and like I'm sure it's a great performance and all that. But like, it's not know, as I'm weird uh, as you think. Like with the story no, and with the yeah. co-star, like it's not. 
there's it's really not uncomfortable. Well, I, I, there's probably one uncomfortable like scene, part but whatever. I, I, I watched Saltburn, like you know, it's fun, and I loved Saltburn. Uh, anyway, I just I will certainly still prioritize something like Beautiful Boy before. Those are the but, top uh, two, with Miss Stevens being a close three. <laughs> and then Dune Part Two behind that. Uh, Dune Part Two is his worst performance. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I'm gonna kick us off. Or I'm gonna be in the middle because I just finished playing a video game that I quite liked. Uh, and I think uh, if you, first of all, I think if you've heard of this game, you've probably checked it out by now because I'm 10 years late to the party. But I just played Alien Isolation, which came out in 2014. It is a, like, I think technically canon alien game where you play as the daughter of Ellen Ripley set 15 years after the first alien film. So Ripley is still out in space somewhere. And her daughter, Amanda, is an engineer and goes on a ship that is like in the same vicinity as where the Nostromo was because she's trying to figure out what happened to her mother and essentially she winds up on a ship with an alien um, and then some evil androids. It's more complex than that. It takes about 18 hours to beat. It's maybe a little bit too long. It's got kind of a lackluster ending but like it's a survival horror because when the alien finds you you can't do anything. You just you got to avoid it. Eventually they give you a flamethrower that you can kind of repel it but ammo's scarce anyway it's a really awesome very scary game so i played it with the lights on um in the daytime uh because it's also like first person very like close quarters but anyway if you're a fan of the alien franchise it's awesome if you especially like survival horror um it's it's great and um even if you're like oh that sounds really cool but i don't play video games like check out a youtube walkthrough the game's game's awesome so uh it's on xbox 360 xbox one playstation 3 three and four i think and pc it's on like that like switch of the generation consoles so whatever you have um you should be able to get it caleb finish this off with the spinoff i'm not even like this is gonna seem scripted but i was literally gonna talk about alien because i just rewatched Yo, it. let's go i just rewatched it last week like people can check my letterbox i logged it like i just rewatched it last week and i did see that yeah couldn't believe like i don't know i had seen it before but i think i just like it had been so long i'd forgotten but man it holds up it holds up so well like i could not believe it was made when it was it's still genuinely scary i think it's one of the most perfectly paced movies ever like it's such a tight runtime and it doesn't there's not a second that's wasted and it gives enough um suspense and action and like it balances it perfectly and then i rewatched aliens and obviously i really like that one too but i i definitely think alien is better is the better movie um, but yeah, that's just funny that you were talking about that video game. Cause I was listening to you. I was like, it's going to seem like we planned this, but I, I pro like, uh, I was literally, yeah, I rewatched alien the other week and it's still incredible. Yeah. And one of the best sci-fi movies ever. And the visuals are actually pretty good for the seventies. Like the, the alien design sure. thing, honestly, it's not that bad for, for when it was made. So, yeah, I love both first two alien movies. I do. I lean, I'm with you, Caleb. I lean the original just cause I like that, like tone and atmosphere better. Uh, and um robert and i may, might be the only people on the planet that really like alien covenant i only saw it once i'm more of a prometheus guy well, i, I, I know love, that you're like big into at least i love, I love prometheus, prometheus as well prometheus yeah. rocks as well i'm a big fan of them and i'm sad like i'm happy that we're getting more but like i'm sad that we're not getting like a sequel to well, covenant you i'm know? surprised you didn't know this because michael fassbender actually plays david in call me by your name so oh, it caps oh, off the trilogy so you should Go ahead and watch that. Yeah, got it. Uh, yeah, no, there's also there's a alien movie coming out to 
theaters this summer too. So like is awesome. Alien Keep, Romulus. Yeah. Am I making that Romulus, up? Romulus. Yep. Yeah, Romulus. I don't know when it takes place in the timeline, but I know sure that Fede Alvarez, who did the Evil Dead 2013 movie, is doing it, and that Oof. really excites me. And uh, and then they're also Noah Hawley's also doing an Alien TV show, and they just cast Timothy Oliphant in it, and I'm like, I'm in, I'm so in. Mm-hmm. But anyway, also uh, Caleb, uh, if you ever do wind up checking out Alien Isolation, um, there are two, there's a couple DLCs, but two of them are story DLCs. They take about 20 minutes to be each, but you play as Ripley in the end of the first alien. Like it just essentially lets you play it out. Oh, nice. Okay. uh, It's cool. Yeah. Well, that's a wrap. Remember that you can follow Caleb and Robert at the places that they mention at the top of the middle of the show, probably more accurate. Um, You, I'll have their letterbox handles uh, linked in the, sorry, not linked, but written out in the episode description below. So you should be able to just copy and paste in the letterbox uh, to give them a follow. Uh, You can follow me in social media places at Schweitcastle. A uh, quick reminder that Sip Pop Writer's Room is part of the Studio DNA Network. You can check out other great shows at studiodna.media or by searching Studio DNA in your podcast player. If you're interested, write it for sippop.com or you want to get in contact with the show. Maybe send us a question to explore the B-plot, then email writer's room at sippop.com. And don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes or at Spotify if you're listening over on those platforms. Next week, Alice and I are talking about The Godfather Part 2 and 3. Still hoping to get around to an alternate cut of 3, but I'll at least get the theatrical done. Um, we'll just see timing wise. Um, and uh, March 9th uh, in the podcast feed, you'll get the Oscars 2023 review with uh, Shane and Alice, where we'll talk about last year's awards and we'll assess whether the Oscars uh, got them right a year um, out. Uh, next month, uh, Patrice is joining Robert and I to talk about Heather's as previously mentioned. And that will do it. Guys, thank you for joining me. Appreciate uh, your time as always and had a blast. You uh, might not know this, but Throwing Holiday was actually based on a true story. <laughs> you know what other movie was based on a true story? No, what? What? What is it? You may not know this because like it was just recently, um, but Gran Turismo was. No way. Way. <laughs> no. Wow. Caleb, did you know that? You learn something new every day. I did day. not. <laughs> In fact, now that I've learned that, I have to get back to the writer's room. <laughs>